Hey everybody, it's Adina, also known as Dini the Yogini. Hey, this is Lex from Flex of Lex. This is Dee, your faith fueled mom. What's up, peeps? This is your girl JQ with Fitness Defied. This is Takima from Takima Renee Fitness, and you are listening to the Fit Black Queens Podcast. You are listening to the Fit Black Queens podcast, and this is where you can find us this week. This is Takima from Takirani Fitness, and you can find me on Instagram Live, Wednesdays, 5.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. What's up, peeps? This is your girl, JQ. Catch the schedule at jquuenow.com. Boot camp is coming up. Get registered now at jquuenow.com. Eight Queens on Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I teach a mommy and teen bar class. We can bar together through Zoom Fridays at 2. See you there. Hey, everybody. This is Lex, a.k.a. Flex of Lex. I am back at the gym. You can meet me on the bike at the Sport and Health in Pike and Rose in Rockville, Maryland. Visit flexoflex.com for more info. Hey, everybody. It's Dini the Yogini. You can come in, flow and go with me for yoga on Sundays and Thursdays at Anytime Fitness through Zoom. So you want to be in it to win it. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Salute, salute, hey. salute. What's up, what's up? Salute, salute. How have you ladies been? I feel Ooh. like it's been long, but it hasn't. <laughs> I've been on fire. <laughs> You have, Deanie. What? Lord, I've seen you <laughs> everywhere. Celebrity chick. You are really doing it. <laughs> On fire. Man, all of y'all are doing it. D and her Pilates stuff. What you say, what you say, Takima. Listen, Takima is the mystery chick of all of us because we just <laughs> think Takima doing stuff. We know nothing about it. Ghost. And we're just super proud. And Alexa, yeah, she's the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> you just, thank you. You don't know how much you've brightened my day because I love being a mystery. Oh my god! <laughs> oh yes, my gosh! I love y'all. Everybody, it's like, dudes. You, I mean, Let in it. real time, for oh. real, queens. Do you hear me? Fit black queens doing it, and it's so encouraging to be able to watch one another and inspire one another. So, y'all, whatever you're doing, one another. And root for yeah, one another. Yeah, yeah. Be able to root for one another. And then, y'all, in, especially in these times, to be Black queens. For me, that's the important part. I know a bunch of fitness people doing it. To be fit Black queens, Black queens doing fitness the way we're doing it right now. Off the you chain. Just trying to be Lady Lit, girl. Lady Lit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The roof will be on fire. <laughs> I got to tell you guys, I have been so exhausted planning this huge event for work. And the event is finally, finally over Thursday, almost fainted, almost had a nervous breakdown. I was at the beach with my family during the week and I was preparing for the event. And I said, you know what? I'm about to walk into this ocean. And that's going to be it. I'm not going to walk back. I don't want to host this event. I don't oh want to do gosh. anything. I have been so tired. And so this weekend I got to go on my friend's boat and 
I was like, I'm not going to read emails. I, I didn't even keep my phone in the same part of the boat with me. Like, I just wanted to unplug and yeah. just, just, just escape for a little bit, you know? And so I think we all need that sometimes, especially when we're as busy as we are. You can really burn out. Mm-hmm. You know? I completely agree. Yeah, disconnecting is always a good thing and unplugging um, especially like now because all this transition that we've been going through on through the last few months just kind of resetting ourselves and just kind of being able to take a deep breath I think is all necessary mm-hmm. so we were transitioning into being virtual how many of you girls are transitioning back to the gym I know Lex you're back to teaching and I know JQ's gym open, and I just went back to the gym this week. Who I else? Oh, that your new gym. Oh yes. my gosh. That yeah, that's pretty dope, D. I'm like. Oh, so- wait one second. Wait one one second. We have to got to take a time and a second to hand clap and praise her on that. Everybody, yeah. I want to hear it. Yes, clapping it up. Woo-hoo. D, baby, awesome. It was seriously amazing. So the last two weeks, I've been on a hunt for a place, like literally a box, the same size as my home gym. I was going to bring all my stuff there. And I just wanted a place for my clients to come to that was not my house because, you know, this is a pandemic. So um, (laughs) it just happened that this space that's literally less than five minutes from my house, like I can run there, is available for rent um, for trainers. Um, And so I rent a gym now. And I have complete access to it. And it is pretty amazing. It's like, it's like an old school 80s, like bodybuilder gym. It's like, I love it. Like every time I feel like I'm like, Jacqueline Lane probably worked out with some of this stuff. <laughs> Girl, yeah. It's cool though. Like it's like a little, I don't know. Like we've worked out like um, a couple of my clients have. And they're just like, this is really, it's retro. That's what we're saying. It's retro. That's what's up. The but, vibe yes. and the energy. And yeah. then you get yes. the happiness, so it all yes. meshes together. Yeah, I can come and go when I please. I, I have all the equipment I need to train my clients. Um, It's just a blessing, really, honestly. So I'm just, yeah, thank you for the claps. That was, it was oh, something buddy. that just came. I put, like, I started looking into it before COVID, and it just came to fruition this week. So, yeah, that was awesome. So transition wow. to the gym um has been daunting for me because I you know I have to follow certain protocols and those type of things um have you guys had to do the same thing I know you JQ like times 10 (laughs) like massive times 10 because now it's a matter of as well I have to focus on keeping the gym clean making sure now I can provide services within a you know 10 feet distance in my state for a um facility such as mine in the classification that it's in, you know, I have to make sure that now I provide masks and gloves, that's budget and, you know, all that. And not just that, but again, like you said, when you have a facility, it's different than when your personal trainer going around from here or somebody's coming to your home. Now you're not only having to be a personal trainer, but you're also have to be a business runner, (laughs) not just the personal training part. So you know, it has its great rewards, but like you said, D, it's a whole nother realm. You know, it's a whole nother realm. And you know what, JQ, you can't call Betty Wright. That's right. You can't, (laughs) you know, you know what I'm saying, right? You can't call Betty Wright. 
with the cleanup. You gotta beat the Betty Wright. What are you saying? Who's Betty What's, Wright? Who's Betty Wright? The woman. Clean up woman. <laughs> the clean up woman. The woman who. Actually, it's funny because I have to go to the gym tonight and clean up before my, just so I don't have to do it early in the morning before my client. Right. It's a whole new responsibility. Um, and I know like cycling left. Okay, let me tell you. A whole nother thing because they're stationary bikes. So yeah, go ahead, school us, please. Let me, let me just tell you a couple of things that you have to know about me before I share this with you. <laughs> I used to be a major germaphobe. I used to be a major germaphobe. Now I'm like, that thing, well, okay, not now. Pre-quarantine, I was like, oh, fell on the floor, whatever, I'm gonna eat it. John's like, you can't put, you can't keep cooking that. You spill the onions on the floor. I'm like, if you think you ain't had floor onions before you got it, okay? So, <laughs> so. The three seconds rule, three seconds rule. I am not, I'm not as, I wasn't a germaphobe and then I've had to tap into my inner germaphobe. The other thing you have to know about me is I don't play games. So these people come up in here and I am not playing games with them. You better cover that nose. You better step out the room. You better, somebody you tried to like class early. They're like, I got to catch this yoga class. I said, good, go back over there and clean your bike. Okay, <laughs> we're not doing this on today. Exactly. I have come so close to just spraying all of them. <laughs> I just want to spray them. <laughs> I, so what they've done in my yoga, in my um, in cycle studio, we used to have 32 bikes in the room. Now we have uh, 10 bikes, including the instructor bike. So it's spread out. There's tape on the floor marking off where the bikes go. So even if people like try to move them or something, you know where it's supposed to be. So there's nine people that can sign up for each class. My Saturday class has my, my earlier Saturday class has been full wait list. Like that class, people really want to get it in. And I've been teaching most of those outside. Uh, we have a turf area. So uh, we bring the bikes outside. And people are loving that. We're still distancing, but people like not having to wear the mask. It's not mandatory when they're outside. And I, as a teacher, prefer to, to be outside so that I can breathe instead of being in the room with the mask. It's been really hard teaching with the mask, although I have a, a good mask now for teaching. But we have like heavy duty cleaner. We have like, they put in this like high tech filtration system. They're spraying the, the, all the cardio machines down every hour or two hours with this like, I don't know, it looks like Ghostbusters type thing with a laser on it. Like they're not playing at our gym. They're like- Wait a minute, did you say Ghostbusters? Yes, it looked like Ghostbusters thing. And then it also has a laser pointer on it. So um, yeah, they're taking it really seriously. And the one thing I'll say, this will be the last thing for me, but the one thing I'll say is that I have modified my classes because people are wearing masks. So before where we're just like balls to walls um, or walls to the walls, uh, we, we aren't do. I'm not going as hardcore and I'm building in more breaks so that people can breathe. I don't, I haven't been drinking from my water bottle during class. Like I'll wait until I get outside. Um, but people are allowed to drink water during class, which adds that whole element of like, is it really safe for them to like lift their mask up and breathe out, you know, all of that stuff. But everybody has masks on, so I guess that helps. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've had to tone down the classes. The classes, I don't have any hour long classes now. I have 45, they're all 45 minutes. 
and um, people have appreciated having the extra breaks and they haven't been exercising. So that's my experience. <laughs> I think since I have not been at a gym since all this has happened, um, when you said um, that they're drinking from their water bottles, it didn't dawn on me that, you know, like why you were saying that. I'm like, but why wouldn't they drink water while cycling? So again, I haven't been in the gym since, wow, since March. Yeah. So, oh gosh, this is the longest I haven't been in the gym since like 2009. I know, right? I'm the only one. Right. I haven't been, I, my membership is still on hold. I have a trainer and I have the virtual teachers teaching, so I'm good. And then I have my indoor cycling Wahoo kicker that I can use. Mm. Yeah, you know, I haven't really been to a gym either. I've only done my gym. I usually have memberships at other gyms so that I can go and do my own workout, but I have not been to any other gyms other than mine. And, you know, really between going home and going to the gym, that's pretty much the only places that I'm going, but I'm doing so much more cleaning than ever before and we haven't started any classes and i don't think we're going to do classes you know i i'm still the personal trainer and i'm providing now even more so one-on-one -on -one focus versus small group training than i was even before but you know it's kind of funny because cycling was one of those classes for us that i always had every single bike full but it was because of like you were saying alexis what the, uh, the element of what you feel when you're riding the bike, being able to be in the environment and breathe and all that and wearing the mask makes it really hard for that class. So what I did to combat that was I limited my class sizes. And then what I did is now I spread the cycles out really huge in the gym. And then nothing else happens in the gym when we do um, you know, that one cycle class that we're doing versus we used to do five a week. Now we're just going to do that one. And um, then I don't have anything scheduled for an hour after that class so that we can clean it and let it air out and let up the garage doors and all that. And um, it, it seems to be working because my clients miss the element of no impact with the cycling. And I've noticed that when I'm training my clients, I'm starting to get more of them to start. They, they feel their body in different places because we can't cycle as much as we used to. We can't ride the bikes as much as we used to. So we're impacting on the floor because now we're doing more laps on the floor. And so I miss the cycling element to be able to offer that to my clients so that it helps to relieve their joints and their their knees and it gives them a still a, a great way to sweat but without the impact of what it is when you're just walking around and then you want to start running you know there's so much more impact on their knees i mean indoor cycling outdoor cycling you get you you get the best of both worlds you're improving your cardiovascular all the way around Mm -hmm. I do. Um, I used to do this thing with my daughter called Bike Chronicles because I just learned how to ride a bike last year. So I'm new to this. <laughs> so um, Bike Chronicles, and we did a little bit this year. I just forgot to post them. Um, but I, um, I, at one point, Alexa, Alexis will go cycling with Adina and um, another lady. And I was just like, I can't do it. Right. And now I remember one day Alexis and I were talking. She says her cardio 
has like increased and stuff like that. And I'm thinking like, oh, when it wasn't hot outside, I wish I went with you guys because I feel like I lost a little bit, you know, endurance as well as cardio since the um, everything has happened. But um, I'm going to try to get back on my bike because I know Adina, she does outdoor as well as her um, indoor trainer with cycling, right? Yes. And like, you, you know what, just is nothing to it but to do it, right? Nothing to it but to do it. And the That's other benefit, it helps with your joint mobility. <laughs> what Nothing did you just say, joint mobility. I say you say that until the next day and you got that bike in, imprinted on your butt for two or three days later. <laughs> That's <laughs> what they call the gel seat for, the gel that seat. Or you, contour, you get a nice contour seat <laughs> or have a padded shorts on. I, I have okay. padded shorts on today, so I, have, I felt great. I have a, a, a tip for people because I this is this is probably for women that take my cycling classes. This is the number one issue for beginners is like that seat hurts my butt, right? And it does. I had a woman who was in my class who was, bless her heart, having some serious vaginal issues. And she was grabbing her crotch and she was, like she was about to cry. And I ran over and gave her a towel. And I was like, maybe stick this under there. But the other thing is if you, if you raise your handlebars a little, so you're sitting more upright than like down low over your handlebars, it takes some of that pressure off. So that's a little, that's a little trick for people. I, I'm not saying your butt's not going to hurt. It's something that people get used to, but it does help. So I did spin for a little bit when I was losing. So this isn't my first weight loss journey, which I like, I just lost weight and it was before it was on Instagram. There was no Instagram when I lost, <laughs> I lost 105 pounds the first time. And I did, spin. I did spin class and that seat, like it seriously was it, the vagina, everything hurt. Like everything hurt. Like it felt like yeah. I that more than I worked any other muscle on my butt. <laughs> but you know what else it could be, D? A lot of these, so we talked about this a little bit um, when we did the episode about being a black fitness pro. There are some studios where people are not certified or they didn't take a trad traditional certification and they will have you on super low resistance, super high RPM and or speed and you're bouncing on your seat, which you are absolutely not supposed to be doing. I tell all of my students, as soon as your hips start bouncing on the bike, you need to add resistance, it's too low. Mm -hmm. And what happens is like, I'm not gonna name the studios, but some of these boutique studios, they have you no resistance whatsoever going 150 RPM, and that is going to do nothing but cause injury and do yeah. your booty hole, your cootie yes. hole and, <laughs> and <Yes. soul. laughs> so and I resulted that injury and so that is my intimidation to spin class yeah because that's what happened exactly and I was like I don't feel any other muscle but my hoo-ha so it wasn't worth it to me so I have two things the first thing is I took a class with Alexis and she did say I think at one point I was like she didn't call me out in class which is good but she said if you're like um, bouncing on the seat, you know, change your resistance. And I did do that. But ever since then, even with um, just road, like when I'm on the road, it's the same thing. You know, I remember Alexis in the back of my head. But another thing I wanted to say was um, Alexis, and I took a, a spin class. She was not the instructor, it was someone else. And this is the funniest class I ever went to because it's one at one point, he, I think they played 
the genuine song. Pony. He played Pony. (laughs) And he grabbed hold to the back of the seat and told us to like do a cowboy. What is the thing called? Like a. Yes. Like a a rodeo thing. And then we was like air humping. And the whole time I'm thinking, but what about the resistance? No, no. Did you say air humping? Takima, you didn't take it far. You didn't explain it. Okay. Alexis is better at this. Little skinny dude. Okay. (laughs) Put pony on. And first of all, everybody was like, what? Then he (laughs) added so much resistance. He was barely pedaling. He mm-hmm. grabbed the now. If you remember, Takima, he grabbed it the seat with both both hands. hands, and he was so. Imagine you're on a bike with both hands behind the bike with a lot of resistance. What do you think your groin is doing? And that's what he was doing. And <laughs> he was like, "You guys can grab on." And I was like, "This is crazy. I'm not grabbing the back of my seat. You don't, you don't do that." Like that's what Alexis like- said. I said, <laughs> "I'm grabbing the back of my seat." <laughs> But um, that's, I remember thinking like, that's the way that I don't want to cycle. You know what I mean? But it was fun at the time, but I can't go to an everyday class like that. But there's ways to protect your way way. We have so many names for this. You said way way, hoo-ha, <laughs> wahoo, I don't know. <laughs> my mom would be very upset. She's all about vagina. Like, you gotta call it by the right name, but anyway. That's- <laughs> <laughs> Come on, mama. I hear that's you. me as a parent too. <laughs> Mine is the way way. It's I the did way-way. do Soul Cycle um, with Sweat Pink one year. That was fun. I don't remember it being injured, but I just remember like feeling like I was going to suffocate because it was so hot. Like hot. it was beyond hot in there. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I'm cycling's mm-hmm. a bad thing because you guys love it, but those are my experiences with it. So I bought a pair of cycling shorts. They said an extra large, but they fit my daughter who's, thir- who's 12 years old. So I don't understand. Well, now I think they're really trying to make cycling apparel for those of us of color that have more junk in the trunk um, because the, the standard clothing that they make does not fit us. So if you wear, just hypothetically, you wear a small, you might have to go to extra large. It's just not made for us. You know, yes. cycling is not something that we've always done. But, but it's not just bl- people of color that have, like, thighs. You know, <laughs> like, if the average American woman is a size 14, an XL fitting a, a 12-year-old girl, and Taylor, you should say, Taylor is thin. It's oh, not she's like, very thin. Well, she's not a big girl. Yeah, she'll be offended if we say this because she thinks she got thick yesterday. So, <laughs> but, but no, she's a really small kid. Like she wears a zero in women's. Yeah. So, but if you look at the apparel in, on the racks in the store, Takima, you can see that the apparel, when they say a large, it looks like a, a small. I feel so like when, skinny. Like nothing's cut. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. They don't make the, the apparel cut properly. So with these shorts, I, you know how like um, they have the padding in there and they also have like some stretchiness and then it has a mesh on the side. I honestly thought, I don't know how, I don't know how I wrap my head around this, um, but I thought that it was going to stretch. If it says extra large, it's going to stretch a lot more than what I saw on the, on the rack. You know, um, I thought the only part that was going to stay a little bit thin was the padded part on the booty. I don't know into the crotch area. I just do not do not know how I thought that an extra large will fit my daughter rather than me. Like 
that was, I don't know. It's the cut. It is truly the cut. And I'm working with a designer now on mm -hmm. fitting and things just don't fit us like they would fit the next person. So, so is women, it, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go, I'm sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, but I'm saying is that if you have a little bit more hips or a little bit more backside, that that that's not that's not the standard cyclist look, so to speak. It, there's a look for cyclists. It, does so, that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, long and lean. Yeah. So, is it like that for? Because I've never bought like um a a kit, right? So I don't know how the right. upper body is. Is it like that for the like? Those is it cut too small? Totally. And it cut like you don't have any boobies. Oh, I have no exactly. boobies, so I'll be okay. And if you look at, like, for example, I'm part of the Trek Advocate Group. So most of those girls are thin, wiry, and they've been cycling for 30, 40 years, hypothetically. And they can get into a small. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's just not made. The cuts are just not made. There's several companies out there that don't make our size. Yeah. Hmm. Cause I was, I wanted to get a kit, but after that whole short thing, like buying the shorts, I'm kind of, when I say a kit, that's the top and the bottom. Yes. So yes. I wanted to get a kit, but if it's not going to fit me properly, there's no reason for me to buy that. You know what I mean? Right. Right. And they right. also and you give really you. Need to get fitted. Oh, okay. Alrighty. That's a good. So when you say fitted, there's a, there's a store. So you want to go into a store and say, Hey, can you fit me? So I make sure that I get the right kit. Okay. Alrighty. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, the the, the padded um, shorts really help, especially for outdoors when you're on the bike for you know a long time. It really does help alleviate some of that booty pain and cootie pain. <laughs> <laughs> so many names. Is there any gear that you recommend in particular, like that you really like or that you find that fits your body or body type better um for clothing for right? biking, or, cycling, cycling biking for, type of yeah um, those, for that sport or should we find one for Any me personally i love terry and it's not just because i i i'm under them but their clothes fit and they last that's the other thing you want something that fits and lasts so terry bicycle really takes time and energy to put into their clothing apparel. So their clothes fit very well for me. And I'm tall, so, and curvy. So I have to go, you know, sometimes I have to go a size up or whatever, but I make sure that the tops fit me comfortably and it's not tight around my kangaroo pouch, you know, so. And how it's should my clothes fit you? Should they be tight or should they have some give? Like, what are you looking for when you're, you're wearing them? You I'm looking for loose bottoms. Exactly, exactly. You don't want them caught up in your top, in your um, pedals or your tires, wheels, whatever. You don't want any loose fabric on your legs. Okay. And mm. the same thing, like with cycling shoes, the same thing. I have something that looks like sneakers, but they're cycling shoes, and they are the best. So comfortable by Bontrager. So um, you, you just—it's an investment. Anything fitness is always an investment. So to talk about the shoes, um, I actually 
bought a pair of cycling shoes and I went through three before I found the perfect one. So I think that like I went in and I just looked at other people's feet, other people's feet went in the class. And I went to my a store and said, I want that one. And he said, you want to try them on? And he looked at me and I said, no. And he looked at me again. He said, do you sure you want to try them on? I said, no, I got this. And what I didn't know is that um, they go by numbers, right? And also different, say, I think they're called Zoomies. Like there's different brands and they all fit differently. So you should try them on. Don't be like Takima and says no because you want to go to Chick-fil-A before they close. Um, <laughs> don't be like Takima. But, you know, like, like Adina said, they're an investment, but they're also, like, you have to have patience. So I went through three cycling shoes before I found the one that's perfect for me. And um, like, I, like I was just saying, have patience. Don't be me. And do some research. So it's the do your first. research for your top, your bottom, your shoes, and your helmet. Helmet is is key. Mm -hmm. I have a wave cell helmet, which is now the top of the line uh, helmets that they have out now that really protect your noggin. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you want to do an investment and, and do your research on all of those things. You want comfort when you ride. As far as the shoes, I think it's also important. Like, I have two pairs of cleats, uh, cycle cleats. Um, there's a couple things to be mindful of when you get your shoes. For example, what kind of pedals do you have? Do you have an SPD pedal? Do you have like, there's all, there's different types and there's different, you have to have the right shoe to clip into the right pedal. You, not every shoe will fit every pedal. That's the first thing. Cause I have students who come in and they're like, I got cycling shoes. And I'm like, that ain't it. Cause it's not going to work on this bike. So just know what kind of bike um, you're using. I mean, yes, what kind of bike you're using so you can match the pedals. Most cycle studios use SPD cleats, um, but there are some that don't. And um, for a lot of them, they'll rent out the shoes. That's kind of how they make some extra money is they'll rent out the shoes because nobody's buying this type, this style, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing is, what are you using it for? Are you mountain biking? Are you taking classes and going from the class to the coffee shop are you you know just what what what's your use so I have a pair that is um, TMs they have velcro which I like because I'm like a child I don't like tying my shoes then they have velcro <laughs> and they have a recessed cleat which means that I can go and walk to Starbucks after my class without that click 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 and having to walk on my heels the other pair I have are mountain bike cleats they're more solid they're they're um the sole of the shoe is harder um and i would have to walk on my heels in those and i switched over for my indoor cycling classes to the other ones because i was finding that i would forget my regular sneakers so now i'm bringing two pairs of shoes to the gym making sure i remembered and when you're in a rush and you're, you're busy you always are forgetting stuff in your gym bag so i liked being able to get rid of bringing that second pair of shoes. So, and you said for, for your second class, you said they, they usually use like SPD. What was it? SPD. So can, are those, can we use those same pedals for our regular bike? Depends on, depends on what pedal you have. Like I have SPD um, pedals on my road bike 
and okay. in my indoor cycling class, but it may be a different, you know, Peloton doesn't use SPD cleats. They mm -hmm. use a different type. So if you've been using your SPD cleats in your cycle class at your gym, it's not going to work on your Peloton bike unless some people like take the pedals off and they install their own. And I think that affects your warranty. So I'm not recommending that, but Peloton doesn't use SPD. Oh, cause I asked because I do have some SPD cleats. Um, I haven't found my, I haven't bought pedals for my road bike yet. So I didn't know. So now I know. So now for me, like Alexis likes to clip in. I'm, I don't like clip-in shoes because of the fact that I had a very nasty fall and that mm. is, has left me traumatized in Seneca Park. So mm. I wear regular cycling shoes to cycle with. I will not go into the clips. It was just, it was horrible for me. It was, it was very traumatizing. So those that wear clip-ins, power to the people. But for me, <laughs> nope. I'm just going with regular cycling shoes. I'm more comfortable with that. And I feel like I can get more speed with that. That's me. Again, everybody's different. When you're saying regular cycling shoes, Adina, what do you mean by that? So I have a pair of Braun Traeger cycling shoes. I can wear them as sneakers. I have, or I can wear them for cycling and it's versatile. So they have no uh, metal clip-ins at the bottom. I just pedal with them, regular shoes. Okay, so they're sneakers, essentially. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Hmm. So you have options, Takima. You have a lot of options. Yeah. So I do your research. Yeah, I want to learn how to clip in because I just, um, one is I'm nervous. Like, I'm nervous to have a fall. But overall, I think, like, I'll fall, I get back up, I'll be fine. But I just want to try it one good time. Just one good time to be on D in D.C. with those clip-ins. And then, <laughs> you know, that's my idea. I, so I have a, one more question. If I was, if I never did a spin class before and I wanted to try, is there anything that I should know before walking in there? Yes. Because you have mm -hmm. pedals, gel seat, it's very overwhelming. So what would be the basics if I was just trying it for the first time? This is a great, great question. question. I have had this blog post in draft form for maybe a year now. A <laughs> um, couple of tips. The first thing is arrive to class early. I don't mean early, like two minutes before it starts. I mean, 15 minutes before it starts, at least 10 minutes before it starts so that the teacher instructor can set you up on the bike. What I mean by that is you can't just hop on the bike and just start going. It, you need to make sure it's the right height so that when you're pedaling, your leg's not totally straight and it's not super bent. You want a little bend in your knee. So you want your seat at your hip height. That's the first thing let the instructor adjust your seat and your handlebars and all of that stuff. Make sure you have water and make sure you have a towel. Make sure you drink water before class. <laughs> That's the other thing. A lot of people wait to hydrate once they've already, they've started their workout. You need to drink water before class for sure um, to, to make sure you're, you're ready. But the other big tip that I tell people who are new, who show up to my class, they try to sneak and sit in the back sit in the front of the room like this nonsense about sitting in the back and hiding it's like why do you want to hide so you can get hurt sit in mm -hmm. the front nobody is looking at you nobody is worried about how you're riding they are focused on their workout so sit in the front so the instructor can give can see you and give you some additional guidance you know they can tell you add resistance or they can say oh maybe your seat is a little too high or too low or you know your water bottle falls and you start freaking out because you don't know how to 
clip out of your, you know, get out of your cleats, just sit in the front. I, I tell people that all the time. They really try to sneak in the back and you're going to get hurt or you're going to miss an instruction and you're going to be confused. So those are my key keys to success for taking your first cycle class. Those are some great tips. Those actually, yeah, are things I didn't even think about. I, um, I want to say something about my first class. I took a, a spin class. I got there 15 minutes early. Um, it was one of those um, trendy classes trendy um cycling classes boutique and studio. yeah a boutique studio and the lady she helped me but I, I don't know if she thought I was tall because I'm not tall um but it, you know how you say it's supposed to be at your hip it was not um it was way too high and it discouraged me and halfway through they just I walked out of class and I didn't know how to get out the shoes and they were still on the bike <laughs> the shoes were still on the bike but I was gone that so happened it, to one of my friends. <laughs> yeah, it is like when Alexa says come 15 minutes early and also like sometimes I just say ask for help because sometimes it's just like, you know, they think that they did it like um, have the hype, but it, you wouldn't know until you're on there and just say, hey, I need some assistance. Mm -hmm. And I'll say the other thing is depending on which studio or gym you go to, the bikes can be very different. I'm an, I'm an instructor and I have used a lot of different bikes because I'm also a student. And just because I'm comfortable with the bike that I use in my gym doesn't mean when I go to another gym, I'm gonna know how to adjust that bike. So even I'll ask the instructor to just double check and make sure I'm set up correctly because some bikes have more places to adjust, some have fewer, you know, it's, there's a lot. Make sure you, if you are clipping in and out, if you're at a boutique studio, make sure you know how, make sure the teacher teaches you how to clip out. Cause like yeah. Tequila, my friend was wearing her cleats and she had to go to the bathroom in the middle of class and she almost fell off the bike and she couldn't unclip and she just took her feet out of the shoes and just ran to the bathroom. <laughs> oh, oh um, I have one more thing for your a first timer. If you go to a boutique studio and you have to rent shoes, um, a lot of times I have come with flip-flops or sandals and I forgot socks. So that's not a cool thing. I couldn't even take the class because they were like, well, you can buy these socks for $14.99. No, mm -hmm. make sure you bring your socks <laughs> or wear socks. Um, Edward really wants to get a bike. He wants this a family bike and mm -hmm. kind of grateful that bikes aren't available right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's about to be on a tandem bike <laughs> please no no i mean i think it's great i think biking though is great for because it's for like you guys said all fitness levels all modalities everybody in the family can do it um if you know how uh, <laughs> and if not someone can teach you but um so, so there's difference though. There is a difference between spinning, cycling, indoor, outdoor. So can we explain that for those who might not know? Like so me? first, let me say spin, the name spin is a, is a registered name. Like you can't say you teach spin unless you were certified officially through spinning. So Thanks. it's indoor cycling. Um, it's just people call it spin shorthand. They just call it all spin, but t technically it's indoor cycling unless it's the specific brand spin that you're that you're teaching um but 
with indoor cycling, it sounds silly because you're like in a room on bikes going nowhere for 45 <laughs> minutes or an hour. But it's true. It is a low impact activity. It's great for your cardiovascular endurance. Um, you can do some strength with it because of the resistance. And, um, you know, it's different from outdoor cycling. If you, if you spend a lot of time indoor cycling and then you go on a bike outside all of a sudden, you'll notice the difference. You realize like now I have to actually really engage to keep balanced. Where in indoor cycling, the bike is, is balancing itself. You're not, you're not using your core to support the bike's balance. That's what the you know, it's a stationary bike. You're going, you're literally going nowhere. And there's, there's times when I'm teaching where I say to my students, like, come on guys, I like, have fun, laugh, smile. It's okay. You're in a room on a bike going nowhere. Like it, it's okay <laughs> to have fun, you know? Um, but I think some people may be confused by the term trainer. So with a trainer, it's very different from a stationary bike like you would see in your gym. The trainer holds up your bike. Adina, you want to talk about how your trainer works so people know what, what exactly it means when we say you use your trainer? Sure. So there are various uh, indoor trainers one can, you know, purchase or if you, or, or get. Well, so for me specifically, and I'm going to speak to what I have as a Wahoo kicker, and I have the top of the line model. And the reason why I got that, because I, I don't want the wind noise. There are some uh, indoor trainers, when you cycle, you can hear everything, every little sound, every little pedal. So I have very little sound. So simply, you just attach your bike, your back tire onto the trainer, and your cadence, and when you're riding, is actually increasing, uh, you know, if you're doing an indoor cycling class or what have you, and it's all controlled by your feet and your movement. So if you're pedaling too slow and you're taking a class, they're going to tell you, pick it up pedal a little harder. So I find that to be very convenient to have an indoor uh, trainer because the days I don't want to go outside and I want to cycle 20 miles inside, just go right to my trainer. So there are so many benefits to having an indoor trainer. And it also helps you if you're training. You know, if you're training for a century ride across Maryland, across whatever state you're doing, the indoor trainer is a great investment. The one thing I'll say, which I, I don't know why I didn't think about this when I got it and I learned the hard way, you can't stand on your trainer like you would outside or on an, on an indoor cycling, like stationary bike. You cannot stand on the bike. It is bad for your joints. It is bad for the bike. It is just bad all the way around. So for people who are thinking like, oh, I'll just get a trainer instead of getting a Peloton, that's not going to work. There's certain Peloton classes where they don't have you really stand that much and you can sort of improvise. But for a beginner, I would not suggest, I would not suggest trying like a Peloton type thing right. on the trainer because you, you can hurt yourself. I would say if you're getting an indoor trainer, do your research. Do your research. Wind noise is a big issue with a lot of people. So if you go to a three, I'm just giving an example, a $300 indoor trainer versus a $1,500 indoor trainer, there's a huge difference there. There's a huge difference there. So as my father would always say, the cheapest becomes the dearest. And that's a, a Jamaican terminology. Sorry. I also have a question about the flywheels because I was looking at different um, cycle or bike, I don't know, 
things that have pedals and go the bike, the wheels go around. I was looking at those and I was looking at flywheels. What is what's what's that all about? Different bike brands have different um, mechanisms. So the flywheel is basically the thing that is spinning on the bike. The it's like the tire on a outdoor bike that's like the equivalent so some brands they have a magnetic one or they have carbon and they have all these like fancy um different ways some have them in the front of the bike some have them in the back of the bike for me as far as as indoor cycling brands and bikes go um i really like schwinn uh kaiser and i always forget the third one uh, stages I like those three brands of indoor cycling bikes. The Schwinn to me is probably my favorite. And I got certified in Schwinn, but I use a Kaiser bike in my gym, which I also like, and I think is a great bike. Um, but there's something about that Schwinn bike. It's just feels different. It feels more like a bike. I don't know how to describe it, but they, they put a lot of technology into those bikes. If you're buying one at home, you probably want to get one that has a monitor. They don't all come with monitors. The spinning brand, a lot of those don't have them. Um, but get yourself a monitor so you can keep track of how fast you're going, where your power output, like your watts. Um, they, some bikes call them different things, but it's basically your power output. You want to have, you want to be able to track your progress, just like you would with weight loss or running or Absolutely. any activity. You want to be able to see, okay, yesterday I used a, a level five resistance. That was as heavy as I could go. And today it's seven, you know? So I suggest that. But to answer your question, D, the flywheel is the thing that is spinning on the bike. It is the equivalent of your tire on an outdoor bike. So I have a question. Um, I'm not sure if this is just based on preference. Like when do like we know to get a trainer versus a Peloton or something of that sort? Is it more of a preference? Like for instance, I want to stand up, therefore I should get a stationary bike or that, or because of the price range, I should just get a trainer. You know, is I it? I think it's both. I think mm -hmm. it's both. So, and I can only, I'm just only speaking to, for what I know, a Peloton, you have the bike, but then you got to pay for the training class, right? You got to pay that monthly fee. With your indoor trainer, you could just ride and at your own pace. And I belong to Zwift. So I take the training classes through Zwift, which is a paid program. But it's, it's really like, like Alexa said, it's really preference. It's really preference. I would do your, do your research. I think if you're going, if you're looking for the most cost effective, you know, uh, way of dealing with this indoor cycling situation. The first thing you want to do is take a class somewhere if it's available or when you feel comfortable going back to the gym, take a class somewhere so you can see if you like it. First and foremost, some people fall in love with it. Some people hate it. But if you, um, you know, if you really like it and you think you're not going to be riding outdoors, I would get a stationary bike. If you are going to be riding outdoors and you just want something for inside for those days when it's raining or it's winter and it's too cold for you, then get a trainer. But I think it mm -hmm. depends on what your goals are and how serious you are about it. Like I, it would make sense for me to have a trainer, which I have, and it, I don't have a stationary bike yet, but um, it would make sense for me to have both because I, I ride outside and I teach classes. You know, I, mm -hmm. I do indoor cycling at least four times a week. So 
for somebody who's new to it, do I recommend just going out buying a Peloton? I wouldn't do that. That's a big investment. And if you hate it, you lost a lot of money on that bad boy. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I have not set it up yet, but I do have a trainer, um, for my bike. Um, but I do like the idea what Adina was saying, like having the app Zwift so I can ride with others and, you know, mm -hmm. to make that for it to be fun rather than me just in my room, riding my bike, listening to Lady Gaga, you know, <laughs> I needed something extra, which is the Zwift. So I kind of forgot about that app until you just said it. And I find personally with the Zwift, um, because I'm a Trek advocate that a lot of the girls that are in my Trek group are in that Zwift program. While they may be 20 times faster than me, at least I can see them on the screen and they can see me and no one, you know, it's just a lot of fun. So my indoor trainer, did I spend a lot of money? Hell yeah, I did. I did. I spent a lot of money. I dropped over a thousand, but I like it. It was I like worth it. it. I like it yeah. Well, I love indoor and I love outdoor cycling, but you know, I'm just one of those girls. I probably should not put cyclists on my thing. I really just like ride my bike like in mm -hmm. real time. But yeah. I, I mean, I can, I take my little beach bite out and I put my cycle thing on and I just ride. And I feel like you know, we forget in the exercise industry as well that we also, we want to label things so much, you know, is it cycle or is it indoor cycle or is it outdoor cycle or is it, you know, mountain cycle? Jesus, it's all pedals with mountain wheels. Cycle. No, mountain and biking is not the same as road biking. It is I didn't say, I said they're all <laughs> pedals and they're all oh. wheels. <laughs> and so I think the biggest thing is what Alexis said. You have to find what you like in the realm of cycling because the entire world of cycling is just like anything else. It has something to offer just about everybody on all different levels. You know, if you want to be one of those hardcore people that rides inside, it has that. But if you just want to be somebody who enjoys bike riding as an exercise, there are, there are levels to cycling for that too. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is where we miss the boat. I know, let me put it in this terms. That's where I missed the boat when it comes to cycling. I thought, you know, the only way I could call it exercise was, or some way it was going to benefit me was if I was doing it like somebody else. And then I realized that, you know, being exposed to other people through fitness conventions or just researching and all that, there were so many different areas of cycling. I find that I'm like you, I like the Peloton style cycling in real life. That's the kind I like, cause I want to bounce around on it, you know, and I don't, I, I'm too, I am because, and, but I can't ride those road bikes. I have tried, Lord, I have tried. And I, I, I walk, try it on again. And you remember comparison is the thief of joy. Facts, facts. I'm a recumbent bike kind of girl. Just saying. Mm. Okay. okay. <laughs> My clients love the recumbent bike. Okay, let's go back. Let's wind back to the 80s. She's on it. That's all right. So, hey, it's, it's still working. I'm it's still working in the 2020s because they got these advanced recumbent bikes now Girl. that will work you like never before. And like Ooh. Alexa said, you ain't going nowhere. Right. <laughs> Some of them are like two, $3,000 for those recumbent bikes. So Yes, girl. They have so much to offer now. Can I tell you guys like a, a cycling story? Because we've been talking about like, you know, getting started and, you know, how to find which kind you like. 
when I, I used to do indoor cycling years ago and then I didn't for years and then I started it again. And when I started, I would go to some of these boutique studios and it wasn't very diverse. And then I would go to my gym and it was diverse. But what was interesting to me is that the diverse classes had the diverse instructors and the music spoke to the audience, you know, like the, the students taking the class. Cause with cycling, it's like, if the music is whack, it, mm-hmm. the whole class experience is terrible, right? Like you want music that you can just get in the zone and just go. But, um, but every instructor has a different style, has different music and all of that. And what helped me become an instructor was I found a black instructor who I loved her classes. They were twerking in this class. Takima's was taking her class before. Yes. <laughs> and she encouraged me to, to do the teacher, you know, the training to become an indoor cycling instructor. And it was really cool because I think if I had taken the classes with some of the other instructors, I might not have had that experience. Like there was that sort of connection mm-hmm. and community feeling and all of that. So I'm just curious from you ladies, if you have had experiences in the studio, cycle studio, where it has been diverse or hasn't been diverse. So at my current membership to the gym that I belong to, I don't see many of us of color in those classes. I have actually been the only one. Sadly. Mm. I was the kind of the same way when I started cycling, I actually brought it to my city. And so it was at a gym and a place that was not, um, it was very diverse, but as it progressed, it became um, undiversified. However, I have noticed that within the last five years, cycling is starting to become more diverse than it was at first. Because it was just a bunch of white people at first. I have to say the first black um, cycling instructor, pre-instructor that I met was Alexis <laughs> at Idea oh. World. Mm-hmm. And she was super excited. And I was like, all right, black girl, like, okay. <laughs> 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 so psyched about it. But honestly, before her, there wasn't. And now, and this was before Peloton too. And then that became more of a, like, you could see more of people like us. But yeah, Alexis actually was probably the first black spin instructor. Wow. That was about six but years see, ago. So. Like a but see, now, D, they have all these group organizations now, you know, Black Men Bike, um, Black Girls Do Bike, who I serve as a, a leading shero, and that's more women of color with the same passion for cycling, and it's all levels. So mm-hmm. Black women are getting out on the bike and doing their thing. Doesn't yeah. matter. No judgment. Here that I didn't know about that somebody that I know in the fitness world, I just saw her post the other day and they do a Sunday bike. Now, you know, I love biking, so I'm, I might catch it. Not, but um, <laughs> it's nice to know that that's here. Like, I just didn't know it existed. So I think it's one yeah. of the... Oh, absolutely. Clearly, it might not be. Um, there was something really cool, though, when I was in D.C. a few weeks ago. I don't know if you guys know about it, but it was really late at night. It was probably, we probably should have been out, but it was, like, between 12 and 2 o'clock in the morning. And there was these cyclists with, like, neon lights on their on their wheels, and they were just riding around D.C. together and playing music and um, just 
yeah, it seemed really cool. Do you guys know what that is? Is that like they're called cycle crews, the bicycle crews? Ah. It's, it's either Waba or people for bicycles. Uh, Waba does a lot of nighttime riding in groups, and they do like these really funky things with their spokes on their wheels, where yes. it's all lit up at night. It's a lot of fun. It was but I'm really not good. there yet. We have you a can do cycling community here in the DC metro area. Like people love going down through Rock Creek Park, and you can ride from, you know, from your area in Maryland or Virginia into DC. So it's it's and DC is beautiful, especially at night. You know, with all the buildings lit up, people yeah. people ride bikes here. <laughs> I think it's yeah. really cool how um, even in cities now that you have those rent bikes where they encourage you to do touring and stuff, even in the downtown areas. Those are super cool. Oh, um, my first bike share. Yep. Yeah, mm -hmm. or, you know, they're all over. Now they're just about in every major city in the United States. And oh, so yeah. that is super cool that biking now is becoming a an, an, an exercise or a part of our community that that's encouraged because before if you didn't buy a bike it wasn't no gonna be no let's go rent a bike you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. you, you had to buy a bike to even learn how to ride one well, i think it's really cool so they have a really cool program here um on the cno canal and um basically you can go to the park and people have donated their bikes and they have a guy who fixes these bikes up and you can rent the bikes for free for an hour. I think it's an hour. Um, and you know, they have mountain bikes, road bikes, whatever. And you can ride the CNO canal trail for free with these bikes. And then you just bring the bike back, but it's a really cool program that I think a lot of people don't know about and they have hundreds of bikes. Yeah. Wow. So I'm actually curious now, because like I said, I didn't know about the local bike um, community in my, in my, my state, I'm in Jersey. In DC, it has these opportunities for you to rent bikes. I'm sure Alabama has communities as well. So I'm, I would love to hear from Queens around their biking community, um, if they have programs like this that they can rent bikes or have access to bikes or just if they bike themselves or just give me some suggestions on what bike I should get <laughs> for my home. <laughs> A tandem bike. A tandem bike. <laughs> Can you ride a random bike by yourself, though? I think people do it. I think people do it. <laughs> I it could... doesn't look right, but they do it. <laughs> they do it fast. And we're going to be on the tandem bike. It won't be me. <laughs> no, you need to get one of those bikes with a little sidecar. <laughs> like those motorcycles have a little sidecar. <laughs> it's funny. I did have a biking trailer when my girls were little, but I used it as a stroller, like a jog. Stroller. I never put it oh my gosh that's crazy <laughs> so yeah I'm actually so I'm just curious about the biking communities around I would love for you guys to share you can send us a message on anchor um we're on Instagram or on Facebook we love when you guys share and ask us questions which has been kind of happening a lot lately um yeah. is any is there anything else yes give us five star review on Apple Podcasts. yes <laughs> You're not afraid to ask. Call to action. All right. Review us and tell everybody how wonderful we are and share this with your friends and give us um, more topics, more information, and just share with us your bike community. Until next time, Queens. Bye. 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 Bye.